Welcome to the e-commerce growth show brought to you by Segmentify, the fast, lean learning machine, the fastest learning, most revenue generating personalization platform for e-commerce. Welcome to the e-commerce growth show. And I hope you're all very well today. Um, as always, I'd like to start with a little story um, about my experience on the front line of uh, brand experience on the other side of the coin, sadly, today, I have to add. Um, so you might know the um, company called, um, Com I think it's Companas, German company, um, which um, I, I bought basically a pruner from Lidl a couple of months ago. Used it once. Awesome, actually. Worked really, really well. Good price, everything else. Stuck it in the shed thinking, you know, it's a long thing, so I'm not going to lie it flat on the floor. And then about a month later, I went back to use it again, and the whole thing was just covered in oil. So there'd been some sort of leak, and it had gone right down to the battery, drenched it, and obviously I tried to start it, and it's a non-starter. Um, so I thought, well, I know, that's a bit out of order, because you know, I'm a normal consumer. I checked the instructions. There was nothing about you have to like empty the oil chamber or lie it flat, otherwise it's going to break and be completely you know, rendered useless. So I thought, it's a bit out of order. So I basically contacted Little Support, who were reasonably all right, and they said, look, we're going to have to forward this to the supplier. Anyway. Long story short, supplier eventually gets back to me, totally useless. Um, just got back and said, basically, your unit was bought in 2019. I'm like, what? And uh, basically, you've got to buy a new battery. So I kind of got back and said, well, that's the wrong um, you know, unit. The IAN, they call it, was the wrong one. I gave them a new one. I said, look, I, I'm ex-Trustpilot. I tried to touch a few levers here, right? So I said, I'm ex-trust pilot. I've just gone to your profile. It's horrendous. It's just poor. And, uh, and I kind of told him a little story about, you know, you know that, you know, this is an opportunity. If you have a poor profile that if you've got bad reviews, you can make somebody really unhappy, ecstatic by, you know, really helping them out. So why don't you do that? And then I did my bit of my, bit of my sales stalking skills and got hold of Hans Peter, general manager, and um, stuck him on the email thread as well. Anyway. No point doing that. The guy got back to me again, just said, yeah, really interesting information. Um, I gave you my response already. So buy a battery. And that was it. So I thought, great. That's, um, that's kind of the other side of the coin about brand loyalty from my perspective. You know, that's not a good experience and that I'm really upset now. I want to try and log a complaint. I'll probably try and go back to Lidl, try and escalate it. But, you know, who am I? But uh, anyway, my, my, my point on all this is if anyone out there is listening, has got a spare battery to a Companas um, pruner um, or um, yeah, can, who knows anybody like high up in Lidl who can sort of, you know, uh, you know, show me a favor, give me a shout. Anyway, um, so that's enough of that. But uh, so, you know, these podcasts are always about um, striving to bring thought leadership uh, to the e-coms community. And uh, this time around, I've uh, got a really, really interesting guy called David Williams. Um, now, David is a very seasoned, very experienced e-commerce leader with over 20 years experience. And uh, he's worked with some great brands, including um, Bertelsmann, Charles Turret, Bowers and Wilkins. And most recently, he was at Decker's, where amongst um, a number of amazing things he did there, he started up the UGG brand online and grew it to 50 million. Um, he transported, I didn't actually ask David this, but is it Hoka or Hoka? H Hoka. Hello, everyone. Hoka, Hoka Oni Oni. Yeah. Hoki Oni Oni. Okay. In, 
yeah, in, in, in Japan, is it, right? So Hoko Onioni uh, is, is uh, one of the fastest running shoe brands at the moment. Um, it grew up in wow. the mountains, it was around trail running. So I, 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 I launched it in Europe and it's been vastly successful there again. Awesome. An, okay. The and concept. then also, yeah, yeah. And then you were saying about the DT, DTC estate for Europe, so running both e-commerce and retail for that as well, yeah. Um, yeah. which is amazing. Um, but I was just going to say that um, you're now working on your own right at the moment, helping brands as a kind of a consultant for brands, including New Look, Hawes and Curtis, and then most recently Aspinall's or Aspinall of London. So, uh, yeah, I mean, welcome, David. Let me do it officially for you. Okay. Thanks, Phil. Hello. Yeah. Thank you for inviting me on this. Hey, not at all. Not at all. Just so just to start off, um, obviously, what I was saying in the beginning there, some amazing achievements you've done. Just to start us all off, why don't you tell us kind of how you got into e-commerce? Right. I like I like the way you use the word seasoned. I think I probably said I was seasoned, but yeah, I've I've been doing it for twenty years. It wasn't even called e-commerce when when I when I started um, um, working in yeah. uh, in the in, in the on the internet as it was then. Yeah. So I mean, I I, used, yeah. I I started many years ago in publishing. So I was a project editor mm. for a company called Dawning Kindersley, and another mm. and uh, another company called Pavilion. After that, so I was I was basically projecting project editing and and and, and project managing book releases so um so uh, it was a very different world then i just i think obviously yeah. at that time we, we started the business obviously on the sales side of it once we finished the books and they got printed and everything we were, they were sent to this company called amazon and I'm like who, who are these guys and uh, i started buying my wow. books from them and and you could just yeah. sense at that time amazon um bold.com mm. there's a few of these companies online that were selling those in music and i was mm. like this is this mm. is the way forward it's uh yeah and i decided to move Cross. So the obvious thing for me again there was to move into, um, you know, start looking at jobs uh, for companies <laughs> they were selling yeah. books and 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 that and that sort of thing online. So I moved to Bertelsmann, um, a company called BCA that they owned, yeah. uh, which was around, which was basically book clubs online. So selling, you know, um, mm-hmm. uh, much more curated collections and, and selling books, driving the trading of that and, and the content uh, that was needed mm-hmm. around that to um, mm-hmm. entice people to stay on the website um rather than yeah. just use the catalog so it was it was uh, uh, uh that was quite a long time ago yeah that's where i started absolutely. so it that's was amazing. one of those sideways moves so that you know not one of those people who just yeah. went straight into e-commerce we all started yeah. somewhere where it yeah. wasn't absolutely but it's interesting that you kind of smelt it out you know you were there at the, at the, at the yeah. beginning and you saw that start to take off and you thought hold on a minute and then you got on it you know yeah. and then obviously 20 years later you've worked with some incredible brands must have created some amazing experience i mean in terms of um just an overarching theme for this chat for the guys to understand what we're sort of diving into today um is really what the shape if you like of online retail is going to look like um by the end or you know however long it goes on i mean obviously the the landscape is changing with what what's going on at the moment um and so what the shape is going to look like at the end in inverted commas and also then how to prepare for it and even lean on perhaps some predictions that, um, you know, you, you're formulating, David, in terms of, um, you know, your current experience and where you think things might go. Um, so why don't you sort of start off by getting out your crystal ball that, uh, that you've got by your side there um, and uh, tell us how, how you think e-commerce is going to kind of end up um, once stroke if things stabilize in the future at some point. Sure. Yeah, sure. Thanks, Phil. I mean, 
you know, currently at the moment, having said, as you said, doing some consulting or interim director roles, it, it allows you really to yeah. spend a bit of time looking at the market more holistically. You're not you're not completely yeah. pulled into one into the the here and now of, of what a lot of people who will no. listen to this will be doing is going through it. So it allows you yeah. just to look at things and be a bit of a Nostradamus. Yeah. <laughs> um, and also yeah. there's an element of the experience you have there. So I think there are three key areas, the three things I think are going to happen. Um, yeah. I know are happening right now, and if you you just need to watch, look, look at re, internet retailing or other or, or, or yeah, you know, yeah. drapers or whatever to see what's happening. But yeah. I think three things are going to continue happening. So I think the first thing is I think we're all seeing that pure play businesses are going to continue to do well. The ones that are the big boys, mm. um, I mean they've they've they they will continue to focus and do well because they haven't had to worry about another channel. Um, they haven't had yeah. the the the, the 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 interruptions i think they've had some interruptions sure yeah. from supply chain perspective and, and everything else that's happening but and, and maybe managing yeah. what they sell but they've yeah. all been growing and yeah. they keep growing mm. um you know you see what's happening outside of the other current struggles boohoo's having but it's been growing exponentially this morning asos was yeah growing yeah. And, and amazon i think i think they're going to continue yeah, to grow um, I think that's 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 inevitable and especially we'll talk later about online marketplaces equally i think mm. This is a real massive shift for retailers. And that's where I think where the biggest shift's going to be. Um, whether you're mm -hmm. a direct brand or ones that sell other brands, I think there's that's where the you know <laughs> the, the, the tectonic plate shift is happening there, you know, from from no from a fall to this environment right now. If you're a if you're a retailer that has two hundred stores that you were thinking probably about closing some anyway because of what was happening anyway, it's been accelerated three in, in within three years into three months. And so mm. at the end of this, they're going to be retailers are 80 percent offline, 20 percent online that by natural movement to online mixed with mm. store closures, which mm. is horrible for everyone involved. They're going to be more 50 50. Yeah. So that's going to be a complete shift in their business models, I think, for a lot of these companies. And you're seeing it already. Um, mm. You know, I think um, and I think that and that's going to result also in the high street, as we know, it will be gone. So there's going to be all kinds of different shifts around that. Um, you're seeing, you know, every every week we're hearing of, of, of administration's redundancies, and it's not not great. Yeah. And then the final thing is no. is that we're also seeing, I, I you know, I, it was an amazing stat recently that, um, which was B two B going direct to consumer because they've had to to drive revenue. Yeah. And I think that's going to happen more. I think it was eighty five thousand retailers in, in in I think in the last two three months in the UK who didn't have a website and now put one live. That's a massive shift in. In in in, yeah. in in the landscape of what we we're going to see, so I think yeah, those absolutely. those are the areas. That's, that's what it's going to be, and it's going to mean that the businesses are shaped differently. Mm. The the players are going to be different in the market, um, and and how yeah. and how that integrates yeah. offline is going to be different. Yeah, no, completely. So I mean, one of the things we we mentioned earlier before we started was that this kind of odd saying was well, not an odd saying, but it's potentially a confusing saying about there's a lot of talk of doubling down on digital. Um, what what exactly is that doubling down referring to? Do you think, and what should retailers then be doing in the light of what you've kind of said? Yeah, I I, I don't really like the phrase. I think it's just because it alliterates and sounds sounds you know it's quite quite good business speakers in doubling down on digital. I think yeah, you know, I mean, and recent companies that have, have been have already been doing it, like Nike have been saying, it, and they're right. They have been focusing a lot on their digital experiences, but it's really yeah, you know. Doubling down on digital, what does it mean? It's it's immediately you think of of spend, but I don't think it's down that. I think it's about digital transformation. No. I think it's um, no. 
I think it's giving more focus to digital rather than letting it just run. Um, and I do think it's then it's technology and data. I think it's just it's just the whole there is a digital transformation piece that a lot of companies now have to go through and are already going through. Um, you know, it's I think it's you know it's not going to be just doubling on your your marketing spend because that's not going to do it, and or doubling your technology if you don't have the right people to to run it. So I think it's all three. Yeah. If you're going to double down on digital, yeah. it's got to be around um, it's embracing digital across the business. So breaking down the silos that are there, that we all know are there. You know, going back to retailers, I mentioned earlier, you know, used to, you know, uh, say a merchandiser or a buying team used to buying for stores and store turns and stock turns. They're going to have to be different about how they look at things and be more agile, for example. You know, um, you know, much more focus on inventory management um, uh, than there has previously. I think, for example, just just embracing ways of doing things differently. And customer service, for example, is another area where sometimes it can be a bit siloed. Um, mm -hmm. The other thing I think from doubling down, in my view, longer term, and I hope this isn't people throwing baby out with the bathwater, but is is if you're doubling down on digital, you've got some really good people that might you might be thinking about making redundant people might, might be being made redundant that could be really useful in that digital world so i think that's the doubling down yeah. for me also is how do you pull you know the people with that retail experience that the, the people who know the product and, and and repurpose them within the business somewhere i think that's a really good opportunity that i hope some retailers are looking at because when i was running you know direct to consumer for for the other brand in europe you know it was it was really clear that you know the 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 passion and the and the, and the knowledge in season that sat with those store managers and their teams is very hard to replicate online when you're when someone's you know you know for all your you know customer data platforms for all your you know your your hot jars and your session cams and your user yeah. experience yeah. technologies you you, you just yeah. can't get that last mile on there and I think there's opportunities here that I think I think the right people will think about how the job structures and what they have will change. So I think it's so for, it's doubling down on people, yeah. I think, at, at yeah. the right time. Yeah. And yeah. the subject to cash, the processes that, that need to be shifted yeah. to be digital and, and the technology that you have in place, is it good enough? Yeah. Do you understand yeah. enough about your customer? Yeah. yeah, no, it's interesting. One of the things, I mean, I know we were talking another time about this as well, is that I'm, I'm quite intrigued about what you're talking about around this last mile thing. So. I understand yeah. that when you go into a shop and you've got that, like you said, the final the final mile. It might be, let's say, I don't know, I'm going in to get some shoes for my kid. You know, he's going to school, yeah. he's going to get fitted. You know, he's going to have that, that whole kind of tangible thing that's going on and in that moment. I mean, that's just one example, but I know there's hundreds of others. Yeah. How, I mean, in your experience, I mean, and not talking about the staffing and so on as well around that, how on earth do you actually transfer that to an online presence? Like, how do it's, you... How do you do that? It's um, it it's it. I think you have to start with yeah. You, I I think it's virtually impossible to do it. That's why I still believe in retail that you still have at the end of the day. You know your, yeah. uh, your retail will still always have a place. It's not going to go away. You know you're going to want to. If you've really got questions yeah. about it, you need to do that. But I guess where I'd say is you know you know uh, uh, wait, most of that decision point is around um is around the product page. You know, yeah. um, are you getting all the are you getting all the information you need there from there? What you know, what, what do you need to do there? Can you can you repurpose um, store staff to be, you know, they they know the product well. You know, maybe they can be repurposed to, to answer answer consumer questions in that at that point, yeah. whether it's through a live chat or whatever. Bringing the bringing that 
be able to, to interact yeah. with the customer there. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, the other oh, side of things thing think, is massive, isn't it? Yeah, the other thing you think at the moment is video consultations. I think I saw today John, John Lewis was. Um, mm -hmm. But obviously, there are companies like Vashi that do that. You know, you have you can have you can have personalised shopping experiences yeah. through the website. Yeah. There's, there are things there that innovations that are going to come along mm -hmm. around mm -hmm. that. Um, you know, yeah. that help. But where I probably saw at Deckers and things like where we were trying to bring things were was just it's just the interactions between yeah. the you know, you know, certainly in selling season. You know, yeah. what are you seeing in, the, in there? What products are fitting or not fitting? You know, do we need? We used to do a fit yeah. testing in store every Wednesday. And, and feedback the information yeah. with the online trading team. So they would update the website, merchandise it better, update the product information. Yeah. So you're not working just in this um, st um, yeah. siloed static way of working. It's just being a bit more dynamic and agile around those sorts of things. Um, but it's tough. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. No, no, sure. So you were saying about how you're getting the retail experience. And when we say retail, we're talking about the bricks and mortar experience. But then you're, yeah. like you say, you're breaking down that silo and you're really effectively communicating between what the front line is experiencing, if you like, with yeah. real people, and then basically transferring that back into the online experience as much as you possibly can. Yeah, I think so. And I think, you know, or, you know, or it's going to be, yeah. you know, at some point, what's what's the process for bigger companies getting those those store some of those store associates you might want to break into online to to, to work in the trading team or something you know there's this you know online trading yeah. teams for example but category yeah. management there you know um you know it's 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 often yeah. it's, you know it's, yeah. it's an obvious route to me to to maintain and keep people yeah. who, are, who have great knowledge in the business yeah no it's interesting isn't it i mean like you say in terms of trying to pre um, preserve um redundancies and also obviously mm. grow the business and keep costs down. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming possibly wrongly, you know, but I'm, I'm no expert in it. But if you've got a lot of overhead going out on your, mm. you know, your bricks and mortar, and then you're going to have to close that down, then I'm assuming that might free up quite a lot of potential um, capital for other um, areas, you know, in, in terms of expanding yeah. the digital side of things, you know, maybe to other geographies, other territories or whatever, and then utilize yeah. the, that staff, those staff members in that, in those operations. And I mean, I don't, I know there's, you know, in terms of cost point, um, depending on what platform you're already on or how big the company is, there's, I suppose, a plethora of options there in terms of budget to get out there across brand new yeah. channels and take advantage of that. Um, yeah, no, that's interesting. Very interesting. Um, so you, you mentioned a little bit earlier on around um, B2B companies and them moving towards a direct-to-consumer DTC model. Obviously, I think we were talking about the PG Tips or whichever that one that was, started doing it directly. Yeah. Baked Beans, I think, has been mentioned as well yeah. and stuff. And obviously, like from the beginning, um, I mean, it's an interesting thing where years and years ago, I remember Apple doing it and it was almost like the first one that I can remember that had this really massive conflict. And when the, the news came out that Apple was selling through resellers and also going direct, there was this big kind of, it blew up and everyone was thinking that that's weird. That don't work. Um, mm. So, I mean, do you think, I don't know much about it. Obviously we've seen the Apple model kind of work um, to a degree. I don't actually know, but I mean, asking you the question of, do you think ultimately that, the idea of, of, of B2B companies going DTC is going to actually end the, the idea of the multi-brand retail partner or can they sit by side by side or, you know what I mean? Well, what's your thoughts around all that? Yeah. 
I mean, I've, so I've worked, you know, I mean, majority of my online long seasoned online career, yeah. I've worked in, in companies that have a very big, well, actually were virtually completely wholesale. Um, yeah. And, and obviously I've made that shift um, across. So mm -hmm. I think um, to, yeah. um, you know, having more of a DTC presence. Um, so I, I think, I think, I mean, and, and, you know, as you, as you mentioned, Apple also, you know, companies that said like, said like Nike and, and have been very clear about their desire to not sell and then recently it was mentioned about they're selling to Amazon as well, but they, again, they were trying to stop yeah. it. So I, I still think, you know, I think um, the shift's already been happening, I think, uh, to an extent. Yeah. But do I, okay, I'll ask the question first. Do I think it'll accelerate the end of multi-brand retail partners? No, not at all. I think there's always, no. always, always a need for your brand to be positioned against other brands, for you to utilize the right retail partners to, um, to, to, uh, to sell. So I think... Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think that will always, they'll always have the volume, most of them. You know, if you're, if you're, if you're selling PG chips, you're not going to stop selling to Sainsbury's and Tesco's. That would be insane. Um, <laughs> you know, but you might have a different type of yeah. customer who loves PG tips and, and wants a subscription. I don't know. So there's, it, it, it won't, yeah. you know, it won't accelerate the end of it. But I think that, as I said, I think that kind yeah. of multi-brand retail partner mix will, will shift. Um, it's already been happening in the last 10 years with brands. Um, yeah. What's been happening, like I was at Arg, Arg was growing very much as the direct consumer arm was growing a lot more uh, in in tandem with those with those partners but it did mean some inevitable channel channel shift and channel conflict that's never going to go away but i think it's no. what it's going to do and accelerate it is i think i think some companies will be looking at much more significantly they're looking at their existing partner base and their online offering and yeah. worth thinking of what they're going to do the other thing that's going to happen, I think, a lot more with with what's been happening in retail and um, and with the pure play growth and and retail is, I see, I think you'll see a doubling down more on online marketplaces and online concessions will grow in those areas. So there'll still be multi-brand retail partners, but there'll be market replace relationships. Um, I think what's really happening, what yeah. Deckers did really well was 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 you know you, you clean up your base and you look at your key partners. So you work out mm -hmm. who are the key partners that you need to get your new customers yeah. uh, through. So yeah most of which are pure play and, and generally tend to be the bigger guys. Um, that said, I think the other thing we're going to yeah. see, if I mentioned earlier, is, is I think local, mm -hmm. you know, I think I don't know if, um, maybe because I said that live out in the sticks, but there seems to be a, another, uh, whether it's a last breath or a, or a, or a resurgence yeah. of lo local, local sellers. So I think you might find um, that there'll be an increase in, 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 there'll be probably the really big boys and some of the smaller businesses, if they survive, will, will start, you know so say your local say you've got a local sports shop that's got five shops in your in the local area i think they seem to be doing really well at the moment from a local perspective that might keep growing um yeah. so i think i think you'll see an inevitable shift uh, an increase in 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 the, in the size of the direct consumer business but i think it'll um yeah. i think it'll level out at some point i think the multi-brand retail partners will okay. uh, consolidate and, and and be very important yeah interesting okay um, so what you're saying is it's, they're not going to kind of die obviously they there is yeah. room but the the the, the, the multi-brand retail part like you're saying is going to be more savvy and they're almost like any other kind of almost like a channel operation yeah. right you, you can't yeah. you can't affect you can't you have to separate the wheat from the chaff you have to go down the right routes to like any other sort of business division yeah. if you like um to make sure you are um surviving if you like against brands that are perhaps going direct or whatever um sure and i think i think it'll be the ones that have got really strong both 
the ones who've got really strong both who are, who actually are also digitally savvy as well i think you know yeah yeah no that makes sense and um, what about um what about technology what do you what's your current thoughts on technology in general anything that needs to change at the moment from your experience uh, at the moment i think it's it's i've i've always used the the i've mentioned it before people process technology i think it's i think there's what's happening at the moment is i think that the existing technologies in place that everyone's got um are, are needing to work harder than they've ever done before improve <laughs> their work so yeah. you know um yeah. are there be a lot of sweating right now on you know on customer data platforms are they are they are they really you know you know, are you able to get the right consumer journeys out of them um understand more about your customer do the or are some of those nice to haves you have on your website really driving added value you know um there'll be i i mean obviously a b testing um technologies and, and user experience testings are going to have to be really are going to be really important in my view so these a lot of companies have these in place or are looking at new ones they they'll they'll continue yeah um I think there's a need for yeah. going back to doubling down on digital, you know, um, yeah. I think there's yeah, going to be a lot more focus on the customer data that currently exists because there's going to be a lot more people who've come online. How much do you know about them? Were they retail? Were they, are they competitors who come, um, um, customers who come to you? Are they, are they offline customers who started yeah. shopping online? There's going to be a real need yeah. to understand, um, what's happening there. Um, I've, yeah. you know, and obviously, we know, I, I think a lot of the things that have been talked about the last few years, whether it's omni-channel inventory improvements or AI um, um, or AR, even they're, they're going to continue being um, being uh, they're going to continue being important in, in anyone's mix as they move forward. Um, yeah, if that kind of makes sense. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. No, it all goes back to the what you were saying before about almost that last mile thing for me. That's like a marginal yeah. gain in that says. You, you really are trying to, and I'm sure, obviously, you know, big brands are doing that already, you know, really, really focusing in on how do you create a shop experience on, on, an, yeah. on a website, ultimately. Yeah. Um, I don't know whether that will move more and more towards, you know, content, um, like you said, stuff yeah. like, you know, more and more ways to try and interact directly with the customer and coming from an angle of being that last mile type touch. So like you said, yeah. move some of those people from that would currently maybe even be redundant, but actually their expertise in that that, that gentle yeah. part of the, the the last part of the seller then used in that in that manner. Um, yeah. And obviously technology's then got to support that so that, you know, you're not wasting that resource then by not being able to deliver Absolutely. it through the platform, you know, in, in the yeah. right way and so on. So I think from our perspective, we're seeing, you know, most definitely, I've mentioned this a few times, but certainly the fact that we, you know, we take personalization really seriously and mm. um as one of those arrows if you like you know in, in your quiver um that um is all about making sure that our team actually work alongside your team um yeah. and therefore try and it's almost like you've got an extension of your own of your own team with a you know a bunch of third-party experts that are actually driving that area for you and i think you mentioned earlier about is the tech necessary you know having text sat on your site or sat in your mm. invoicing or you know you're you're paying for ultimately um mm. is not really good enough anymore what we're finding um time and time again is that there really is a kind of and i was just chatting to a guy yesterday actually um who um who's also ex-aspinal by the way um 
But anyway, so and it, his name's James, James Fernie. And he was um, saying to me that when we were talking to him about like our proposition, that one of the things that really resonated along the same lines as you're talking about was that the fact that you're not tying into long contracts or lots of money up front um, uh, or, or high rev share type models, you know, mm. and they were saying, he was saying like all those things to me are just massive red flags because, you know, if you're not, if you've got to do that, then the one thing that's saying to me is that you don't trust your technology. If you can mm. sit on the back of a monthly run of contract with a fixed price or, or, a, you know, a reasonable kind of rev share model or whatever it might be and no upfront cost and you've engineered your product ultimately. So it's fast to market, fast to get results. And you're not putting pressure on the retailer to have to stump up cash to see if the results work he was like it's that's the way of the future and and making sure that tech is actually delivering for you i think that's such an important thing to be able to do for a retailer mm. especially at the moment like you're saying with all these big changes going on um yeah. and um so yeah that's what i found in, in that particular part of it but uh, it's really interesting i think the other thing you'll see actually within all this actually phil is is that you know i yeah. think There'll be a lot, as I said, a lot of focus. It goes back to doubling down digital. Are you looking at the internal processes you've got to make your technologies work really well? You know, yeah. Yeah, is, your, is, your, is your product data and your attribution of products mm. customer mm. friendly? You know, is it is it feeding mm. through? Are you, yeah. are you able to feed through that information accurately? How, how is your navigation? How is your manual? How is your yeah. merchandising done? How, how well does that feed through mm. to personalization platforms how well does that feed through to google how far because obviously um that's a that's obviously a major thing that google shopping is going to be a major focus you know with the social shopping and all those areas it's quite important yeah. i think some people spend some time really yeah. looking at those things that um they make that they give yeah. their technologies the chance mm -hmm. to improve and then equally what can they yeah. do to and then look at the data to understand what 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 technologies what what technologies are really driving the additional ROI or, or additional revenue or additional margin that you're looking for? Yeah, absolutely. And that's something like you say you you've had a lot of experience doing over the over the the last you know years and the brands yeah. that you've been working for. So um, that's great. Um, so what about um, just to sort of um, talk about the future, getting your crystal ball out again? Um, what um, have you got any sort of predictions from your experience? Any gut feel around? what okay. other things are going to happen you know need to be considered and so on yeah i think um it kind of t ties into the technology thing to an extent but i think it's a bit more around that i, I do think at a bigger macro level um yeah. you know with everything that's happening i, I still think we've, we've forgotten about sustainability is going to come back with a vengeance as if it isn't already right. you know how you're i yeah. mean and ethics yeah. as well is still is still there i think that's going to come even more to the forefront we've already seen that um, you've seen what's happening yeah. with Boohoo and and and, yeah. and obviously sustainability was always was was a discussion that was happening in the last year along with Brexit. Yeah. Um, so that brings yeah. on to the second point. I think I think you'll see a much more yeah. focus on international growth, um, whether it's going to be Europe or whether it's going to be the US now for companies yeah. Yeah. Uh, or, or yeah. other markets. Um, I think that's going to be seen yeah. as a, a natural yeah. um, mm. area of white space that that companies will be looking at. I think um, other things, I think, um, I think there's going to be, um, you know, I think a, a much more focus on agile merchandising. You know, if, if seasonality really just start disappearing, how, how can you be more agile in, in, in how you buy and merchandise your product uh, using technology? I think that's going to be really important um, to data layers just to understand that. Um, moving away from spreadsheets to, to real-time technology um, merchandisers mm -hmm. and buyers would be good. 
Um, and I think the other thing that's coming out is I think the acceleration of, you know, better stock management yeah. return software. I think that's going to be really important because there's going to be so much pressure. You know, if there's another second wave of yeah. COVID, the pressure on managing your, knowing where your stock is, managing it, yeah, managing your returns process is super important. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. From from uh, from a more crystal ball, you know, I mean, sorry, the other areas I think it's going to be is you're seeing now this social commerce battlefield going to become more important you know shopping from those those channels is becoming a super super you know you see you see what's happening yeah. there they're all they're all they're all jockeying for position around that um um what is that i think because uh, i'm not i'm not really that yeah. close to sort of social commerce right so what you're talking about facebook and things uh, like that, shopping directly or, or, you know setting up directly through them and shopping through them without even you know, visiting the website really, and it's just it's just going to be a, you know they're they're they're, okay. they're 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 jockeying for that position mm. around that. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, you can see why you know Google Google started to do you know free shopping ads um, in the US, yeah. and it'll, it'll that's going to roll out here at some point. Um, and it's all about gaining ground, I think. Um, yeah. No, other no, last no. things I think I've got, I guess I've written down here. <laughs> well, you know, I think. Um, I think I do think there'll be some augmented reality. There'll be some stuff around fit and, and more technologies coming out now, which will be there to try and, as I said, to try and, you know, how, how are you going to yeah. get some of that store experience online? Yeah. You know, I think was it recently I saw just done one clock clocks. Someone else has done one recently where they've, um, yeah, they're starting to invest in that. Um, I'll remember who it is in a minute. Um, so I think that's yeah, going to yeah. be a major growth. I also think um, it'll be really interesting to see how how these how these small B two B businesses um you know uh is start started um what that's going to mean to the landscape within the e-commerce technology field. i mean shopify is, must be having a field day i'm presuming right now <laughs> and you know yeah. the shopify marketplace yeah. that's just launched in the us that's going to be a really interesting thing to see what happens there um what was that the shopify marketplace so they, they've built an app so they're building oh, in a marketplace wow. around shopify this in the us it doesn't look very pretty oh, but it's there at the moment so i think it's you're just seeing all these 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 are vendors in that area jockeying mm -hmm. for business and they might take and they might take you know um in the coming recession you never know that these multiple vendors as i said might might take market share from other people you can't you can't discount that d2c growth because it was there beforehand those dc brands who are just yeah. flying coming up you know boohoo wasn't really around several years ago all birds, which was a you know was a, a DTC um, you know, a footwear brand. There's a lot of yeah. it's still it's just going to accelerate more, yeah. I think. So um, yeah, yeah. There we go. <laughs> no, it's certainly exciting times. I mean, the the virtual reality side of it, on the AR or the VR, yeah. or whatever. I mean, yeah, that sounds like yeah. feels like a bit of a no-brainer. If that if they actually got that to be commoditized yeah. to the, to a degree that everybody had one, like a mobile phone all of a sudden you'd be putting stuff on and fitting it and you know you'd be in the fitting yeah. rooms and stuff right i don't know how if they can get that nailed i'm assuming that's going to be pretty um pretty strong um yeah, it's, it's it's, already um, happening, yeah a lot it? of that sort of thing there is going to be coming through i think yeah yeah awesome well listen i mean thanks very much for that i mean in terms of um supporting you david or getting in touch with you um there's sort of two strands to it right i mean obviously you work independently helping brands yeah. but also you are a very seasoned e-commerce director so the, the context really is if you're looking for um you know a, a strong experienced enterprise um e-commerce director to run a team and drive things forward um, or you're looking for um you know consultancy assistance in like some of the areas that you've been talking about um what what's the best way for the for the guys to get in touch with you 
Um, well, it will be LinkedIn. So you'll have to look up Dave, David Williams on LinkedIn. Um, yeah. Um, that's the main way, really. I do have a company called DHW Digital, yeah. which is, um, but it's I don't have sure. a website for that at the moment. So should should be able yeah, to yeah. find me. Um, you know, you know the good good looking twenty one year old. Uh, I'm, I'm joking. Yeah, <laughs> of course. I mean, LinkedIn's the best place. To do it. <laughs> a 21-year-old with 20 years experience. <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> so just just finally, then, um, what about one kind of key nugget that you love the guys to sort of take away with from what we've talked about today? Oh, key nugget! Don't wow. don't take double think... down. <laughs> don't take double down with digital. <laughs> I think um, yeah. I, I've said this before, actually, with someone else. So I'm going to be a naughty, but I think I think if you're if you're a, if you're in the you're in the digital world right now, um, you know, in, in an e-commerce business right now, you've probably been worked death. A lot of focus on you um, to get things right. I think I think the main thing for me I've said is is this is it is a period of carpe diem. It's like seize the day. You know, um, use this as an opportunity to to explain. Yeah. To, to people in the rest of the business how how the business works so they understand it the quicker they understand it the quicker the support you'll get for it break down the silos but understand mm. how people rest of the people in the business how they think and, and how they do things i spent a long time doing that over time so i think that that element of yeah. digital transformation you've got a very strong yeah. part to play yeah. in, in in doing that yeah. especially in times like this mm. um yeah. you know don't don't yeah, don't ret- don't retreat to your don't retreat to three little acronyms about in paid social and, and things. Try and contextualize everything that you do um, to, to the senior yeah. leadership yeah. and, and get their support. Yeah, no, it makes sense. And it, it, I can really feel the passion that you have for that side of things, you know, breaking down the silos yeah. and it's kind of cultural, right? That what yeah. you're talking about is, is yeah. So I, I think I, you I have really to when you, when you're, a, yeah, sometimes when you're, a, sorry, Phil, when you're, a, when you're in a channel, That's like, fine. you know, in, in the business, you'll I mean, I set up a business mm. from scratch for Deckers on, in Europe. Yeah. You know, yeah. you, you, you can't do that without, without um, understanding how the rest of the business works, um, building relationships, mm. collaborating, sure. um, but also, you know, uh, you know, uh, having context of what you're doing in the scope of the wider business, you know. Um, yeah. It's quite yeah. important to to have that skill set as well as the technical yeah, and, and commercial expertise that you need to do yeah. these roles. Completely, yeah. Well, listen, thank you so much, David. That was um, no great chat, and uh, I hope uh, I hope you guys uh, enjoyed listening to it. Uh, it just remains for me to say that uh, if you haven't done so already, please do uh, register at the website at uh, segmentify.com forward slash podcast, and you can pick up all the new and existing podcasts there. Um, and, uh, you know, we welcome you leaving reviews um, from any of the, the podcasts that you listen to, I think on the Apple player, or you can follow us on the Spotify channel as well. Um, and then if you have any questions uh, from any of the talks, actually, um, or you want to be involved in any of the, in the actual channel itself, and, and we talk about a topic together, then uh, email me at uh, phil at segmentify.com. Uh, and if there's any topics that are kind of really burning topics that you want us to, to cover, let us know as well. But um, thanks so much, David, for your time and uh, everyone for listening. My pleasure. I look forward to speaking to you all again. Yeah, thanks, David. Put us to the test and let us prove we can drive more revenue for you. Sign up for a completely free proof of concept or split test against your current provider. Set up and optimized by our team within a few days at segmentify.com slash demo.